Coming to you live from the studio of WVFV, Voice for Victory Radio, your host, Pastor Jeremy Coburnett, joins you today for a special broadcast of The Winning Side. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Hello, it's Brother Nathan joining you today live on the Winning Side broadcast, filling in for Pastor today. It's Friday, and it's just been a busy week here with Teen Spectacular and Brother Kenny Baldwin uh, preaching Monday and Tuesday night of that. And then we had the privilege of having Brother Baldwin also preach on our Wednesday, our midweek service um, on Wednesday. And just an incredible time. Very thankful that uh, Brother Baldwin was able to be with us. And now we're looking forward to Sunday, and it's our last uh, Sunday in October and then November, and uh, this is fall full-fledged right here. And I love this season. I love the weather, uh, cool in the mornings and uh, heating up just a little bit during the day, but not too hot. And uh, so I love it. I hope you're doing well today. Thank you for joining us, whether that's on the radio station 95.9 or on our app. You can download the app if you have an Android phone or an Apple phone. Uh, both of those, you can find it in the Apple Store or in the, uh, the Google Play Store there, and download Voice for Victory Radio, WVFV. Um, also, Facebook, YouTube, thank you for tuning in uh, those avenues as well. Well, we have some birthdays today, and I'm going to go ahead and list off our birthdays today. No anniversaries uh, that I am aware of, but today, Andrew Dixon, Chris Garner, Michaela Horton, Madeline Morris, and Edith Routon. And happy birthday to you folks today. Hope you have a very special day. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into Matthew chapter 16 with you for a brief Bible study today. And so we'll be there right after this song. The song is To Count for Jesus. Think about the words, powerful message in To Count for Jesus. Not of my own, but 
I hope that's your desire as well, to count for Jesus. We can build our lives on things that won't last, on things that won't matter for eternity, or we can choose to build our lives on Christ and to make our lives count for Jesus. Kind of going along those same uh, words and same theme, same line of thinking today, in Matthew 16, I want to start reading in verse 13. The Bible says this, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm going to read a few more verses uh, going down a little bit further in the chapter, but I want to uh, set the scene here. We have Jesus and his disciples coming into Caesarea Philippi. Now Caesarea Philippi is the farthest north that Jesus would travel before he starts heading back down into Jerusalem where ultimately he would become the sacrifice for our sins as he dies on the cross there outside of Jerusalem. But Jesus here in Caesarea Philippi, he's taking his disciples in and as you enter into that city you notice the rock cliffs that are surrounding that city. And in these rock cliffs they have carved out different uh, altars and different places of worship for false gods. And so in my imagination, as I'm reading this verse and as we see the setting here of people uh, outside of the city worshiping false gods, he then turns to his disciples and he asks them the question, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And that's when they responded, well, some think that you're John the Baptist and some uh, think that you're like Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus asked his disciples, but who do you say that I am? And then that's when Peter speaks up, as often he does. He says, uh, well, Jesus, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Would you go down with me to verse number 24? The Bible says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? As Jesus says, hey, if, if any man will come after me, if anyone wants to follow me, there's some things that he must decide to do. And first off, as this short devotional that I'd like to give you today, the title, if you want to give a title, is Follow Me. Follow Me. Jesus says to his disciples, follow me. Jesus is saying to you and I today, follow me. I look back in the Gospels and there are several instances where Jesus he encounters his disciples for the first time before they became followers of Jesus. And uh, he asked them those two words. Not really asking. He says, hey, I'm going to tell you. And you can either obey or, or uh, you can choose to go your own way. But he says, follow me. I remember Simon Peter at that boat as he's washing his nets with his brother Andrew. And right there, Jesus comes up to them and he says two words. Follow me. The Bible says, what did they do? They forsook their nets and followed him. As Jesus was entering into uh, Jerusalem there, he sees Matthew at the receipt of custom. Matthew was a tax collector. Matthew was not a popular guy. Um, he was looked down because, uh, by the Romans because he was Jewish, 
and he was looked down and, and really disowned by his Jewish family and his uh, uh, Jewish uh, brethren simply because he chose to work for the Roman government. So uh, socially, it was a double whammy. But yet, Matthew there sitting at the receipt of custom, living a life of luxury, receiving taxes for the Roman government, Jesus approaches him and he says two words, follow me. And that's when Matthew rose up, he left everything he had, and he followed Jesus. I wonder today if Jesus were to come to you and say, follow me, are, are, would there be some things that you would have to consider first before saying, you know what, all right, I'll follow you, Jesus? Would there be some things where you're just hesitating on cutting the ties to in order to follow him? Could I say, first of all, if we're going to follow Jesus, as we found in verse 13 and 14, we have to identify who he is. You want to properly follow who Jesus is, you have to acknowledge in your life who Jesus is. First of all, he's, he's our Savior. As Peter says, hey, Jesus, you are the Christ. You're the Messiah, the one that should come. You are the Son of the living God. Peter was acknowledging that, Jesus, you are God. You are the one that is worth following. So we also have to acknowledge that he's our God. He's our Savior. He is our Lord. What does Lord mean? He's, he's our master. He's the one, uh, one that is calling the shots. And so after we get saved, we also have to acknowledge that he is our authority. And so what he's instructed us to do in his word, that will we do. That is what we will obey. Jesus is our Savior. He's our Lord. We find in the next several verses that he's also our rock. And that's what the church is built upon, upon Jesus Christ, our very foundation, our bedrock. Not only should we identify who Christ is, but also, secondly, we have to identify the course. Look with me there again at verse 24. The Bible says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, what should he do? Let him deny himself and take up his cross. We're going to identify the course. The course for Jesus was the cross. The course for us as Christians is to deny ourselves and to take up our cross. You know, if you're going to properly follow Jesus, you have to say no to a few things. You have to realize that there are things in our life that uh, may seem important to us. We may be attached to emotionally, but yet if we're going to properly follow Jesus, they may not even be a bad thing. It might be in and of itself a good thing, but it's keeping you from following Jesus like you know you should. And so there are some things in our life, no doubt, just as Peter, he forsook his livelihood. I mean, he forsook his nest, the things that would guarantee food on his table uh, and income that he could provide for his family. That was his livelihood. And he said, following Jesus is more important to me than my livelihood. For us, what are some things that you may say, you know what, if, if I got rid of this in my life, I know I could be more obedient to what Jesus wants me to do. I could follow him more closely. We have to identify the course. That's denying yourself. I'm not saying being a monk and living in the mountains somewhere, but I guarantee you there are some things that we probably have to cut out so that we can keep our eyes on Christ and follow him like he's commanded us to. We have to identify the cost as well. We see the course, but also the cost. What is it? Well, it's our life. For whosoever will save his life, in verse 25, shall lose it. Trying to save your life for yourself, trying to make your own decisions and say, well, I think this is the best option and it's outside of Christ. I can guarantee you the Bible says you shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And so what Jesus is saying here is, hey, if you want to lose your life for my sake, 
I'm going to give you life. You want to experience the joy-filled life of a Christian? Just lose it for me. And uh, we, can, we can say, hey, Jesus, you are willing to lay down your life for me on the cross. I'm willing to use the life that you've given me to live it for you. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the cost. We find the alternative there for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? There are things in this life that will keep us back from following Jesus. But what are we willing to exchange? What are we willing to give up so that we can have a life that counts for Christ? You can work your whole life trying to accumulate, bring in, build a name for yourself, get all the worldly possessions as you can, but those things are going to be burned up. And are you willing to do that in exchange for your soul? Identify, lastly, the choice. We have identify who Christ is, identify the course, identify the cost, and then identify the choice. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 21, I'll close with this, we find the rich young ruler. He comes to Jesus so proud of himself. Master, oh, I've lived a good life. As a matter of fact, I, I believe that I've kept all the commandments. And so he comes to, to Jesus like this, and then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. But we find the very next verse that that rich young ruler, he went away sorrowful because he had great riches and great possessions. He wasn't willing to say no to those things. He wasn't willing to give those up to follow Christ. Friends, we're given that same decision today, and God has given us a free will to make that decision for ourselves. Are we going to make it? You know, we're free to make those choices, but we are not free from the choices we make. And so today, let's make the choice to follow Him. What are some things we got to deny and cut out so that we can follow Him closer? Jesus says, follow me. Are you willing to follow Him today? God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. And we'll be back on Monday uh, for the next Winning Side broadcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.